Hey, welcome to Urban Planning is Not Boring. I'm Sam. And I'm not. All right. Welcome back to the. To, stop laughing, Natalie. Sorry. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Milo. Shout out to Milo. Um, today we have um, a special guest, someone who, Milo. <laughs> Natalie, mute yourself. Um, someone who I just started working with and who Natalie met in class. Um, Alexander, or do you go by? Okay, I actually don't know if you prefer Alexander or Alex. You know, I'm kind of in a predicament because my name is Alexander and I have this weird pride for my name, but I go by Alex. So let's just go with Alex. Okay. Alex Sarno, who went to USC. Um, I won't say too much. I don't know that much. Like, I can't say that much, but I know he went to USC, um, Master of Urban Planning Program, and now we are co-workers. So do you want to, like, give us a little a little introduction about your educational background, your kind of work experience um, that kind of led you to where you are today. Yeah, all right. You invited somebody on the podcast that you don't know their background for. Yeah. This is gonna be a ride, I'm, a, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm originally from the Twin Cities, Minnesota. I grew up in the suburbs of St. Paul. Uh, I got my undergraduate degree at a small, um, university in St. Paul called St. Thomas. It was a liberal arts degree in international studies with an economics focus. And I also did a minor in justice and peace studies. And um, during my time at school, I was really interested in macroeconomic policies focused in Latin America because um, my family's from Argentina. And um, I was just generally interested in that region. And from there, I was really trying to um, figure out how policies work on the ground. And I did some community engagement work while I was in undergrad. So that led me to the Peace Corps in the Dominican Republic, where I worked as a community economic development um, volunteer or consultant. Um, They have this weird thing where they call all of their um, hires volunteers. So if you put that on your resume or something, you try to describe it to somebody, they're like, so you're doing this part-time, but no, it's like, it's a Mm full-time job. Um, and so while I was working in the Dominican Republic, I just uh, I became really fascinated with how infrastructure was affecting everything that we did on the day to day. I was in a, a town that was really sort of in a, a very rural area. And we had this terrible, this terrible road that um, you had to basically either use a motorcycle or just like go for a roller coaster ride every single day you wanted to get out of there and it was miles long so that was pretty rough and it just made me start to think about how infrastructure impacted things built environment and did some more reading and found urban planning and from there i was hooked so then i went to yesc i did a a dual masters in public policy as well as urban planning and um yeah took on some various jobs in in la and now i'm at fair and pierce as a transportation planner so kind of long-winded but uh that is me that's everything you know you need to know about me (laughs) 
everything. All right, yep. the episode's actually over now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's everything. And cut. Okay. <laughs> um, so you kind of already discussed how you came from an economics background and how you kind of through this horrible roller coaster of a road um kind of got infatuated with urban planning. Is there anything else that um kind of made you very interested in this path because it is a an interesting transition to go from economics and policy to urban planning because they can they can be quite different. Um, so was it was it just this winding road or would you say that there was something else that kind of had you hooked on on urban planning through reading research anything like that? Um, I suppose. I mean, I think they're definitely interconnected. I think my interest in economics sort of led me to try to figure out how um, people can engage with their and influence the economics of their surroundings. And I feel like urban planning was or is the, the route that people are able to engage in a really tangible way with their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also interested in environmental policy. And so from there, I, I just figured, um, well, the built environment affects how we engage with the environment when it comes to land use or transportation policy, transportation infrastructure. And actually, when I got to USC, I was going to go down the environmental concentration path, mm-hmm. which I think that's what you're doing, Sam, right? Yeah. I have so much love for environmental policy. I just uh, was a little bit more enamored with, uh, for the time being, um, how transportation infrastructure has more of like a um, I guess I was just interested in the ideas and, and sort of the project mm-hmm. work that that was yeah. involved with transportation, but um, I felt those a little bit more tangible mm-hmm. than some of the environmental policy aspects. I feel like if you're going into environmental policy, you're either doing transportation, um, energy, or water, and maybe even mm-hmm. land use. Um, mm-hmm. And out of all of those options, I felt like transportation was the one that I could relate with more so on the day to day. Uh, that's been kind of my experience in the environmental concentration is like I do feel like I kind of am lacking like the tangible like I don't know that's I don't know how to say it but like the skills that you would get in more of like a technical concentration like transportation so that's kind of why I decided to like hone in on that professionally and kind of try to learn those skills like in the workplace because I do kind of feel like I'm lacking them just based on the experiences I've had in the classroom. Um, so no shade there on the environmental, but I do think that there are some some missing parts of it in terms of technical skill. Yeah, I mean, environmental policy is just so broad. I feel like yeah. you, you got to focus in a little bit more and then you can develop a technical skill set yeah. uh, based on whatever sort of subsector of the environment that you're interested in which is why transportation feels more tangible yeah um but yeah i mean the whole um reason why i got into transportation is because of the environment yeah honestly the best piece of advice not i don't know if this is the best but one of the best pieces of advice that i got while i was in undergrad was um somebody just like drilled in me to be specific about what i want to do um and from there, it just like um, it resonated with me to, that I realized like 
if I'm interested in in the environment, I say that to somebody, they're kind of like, well, okay, well, there's a lot about the environment. What yeah. what about the environment are you interested in? Right, and yeah. then um, from there, you can actually make um, make progress, make moves, define what you're trying to address. Yeah, I see. I think I took the opposite approach to that. And I was very general. Like I did environmental studies and now I'm like environmental planning. And I feel like that's a thing too about environmental planning in California is a lot of people don't realize that it's like really a lot of just like CEQA and like environmental yeah. compliance. And it's not like, it's not necessarily like you're planning like in the, like in the environment, you're like doing environmental impact reports for development projects, like in California specifically because of CEQA. It's like yeah. not what I thought it was going to be when I went into it, which is why uh, do your research and just uh if you aren't doing something in school then find it elsewhere I think it's good though that you like you said at least you're now in a in the field of transportation at Fair and Pierce and you're yeah. getting you know you're getting that experience because also education is only one piece of it work experience yeah. is going to be significant to hone in on your expertise so I feel like that's that's really good. We should have yeah. we should have had Alex on for our Master of Urban Planning <laughs> graduate application. Yeah, podcast because you're giving some great advice. But yeah. also, we're happy you're here. Um. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I needed an exclusive podcast for yeah. Alexander Alex Sarno. Yeah, it's all yeah. about you today. <laughs> you're the star of the show. I'm so sorry. Why I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, you're the star. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, well, Alex, I would love to know a little bit about what kind of projects you focus on at Fair and Pierce. I don't actually know totally like what I know we kind of briefly talked about it this morning, but like what what you're most passionate about in the company and the type of projects that you are working on and that you hope to work on. Mm. Yeah. So typically people work on like four to five projects at a time um, that can kind of ebb and flow. Um, and so some of the projects that I've been working on, one is the Safe Routes to School plan, which is a really cool project because it feels super hands-on and I feel like I can sense the change. It just feels really palpable. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got brought on basically uh, in the beginning of the project, which is cool. Um, oh, and cool. I did um, collision analyses for six different schools. And I'm doing um, analyses for, for 20 different schools and basically just looking at the collision um, history in the area over a five year period and assessing like the, um, the characteristics of all these collisions. And then based on the patterns that I'm observing, I'm creating um, walk audit routes. And so during the month of August, my team and I, we went out to the city, stayed there for two nights and then we walked around oh the school with like traffic engineers and we like used the routes that i'd put together based on this analysis and um we discussed their experience with the infrastructure and then that just further reinforced um and informed our um our observations and so yeah just going to be turning that around for 20 more schools um so that's a safe routes to school plan which Wait, that's um, so fun yeah, yeah. It was super hands-on, like it tested my analytical abilities, allowed me to be creative. It's been mm -hmm. really cool. Um, 
Yeah, um, also working on an uh, Olympics corridor uh, mm -hmm. street improvement project. Mm -hmm. And so again, using GIS to do um, an inventory of the existing infrastructure for transit bike and pedestrians, and then actually just going into Google and um, kind of taking screenshots of what's happening there. And then um, based on this, this GIS analysis, kind of coming up with preliminary ideas of how we could create a better um, alternative and um, uh, alternative transportation network um, that connects some of the venues that are gonna be used for the Olympics. So that's, also like super cool like the yeah. olympics i'm working this is one of my <laughs> first projects out of grad school super yeah. stoked um very fun stuff yeah. and what else doing sustainable transportation plans um stuff like that doing some writing doing some goods movement writing as well mm. um so yeah i'm trying to sort of um hone in on my ability to write Mm -hmm. as well as um, my GIS skills, mm -hmm. and then also trying to dive more into community engagement. Like I was talking okay. about earlier, I really enjoy um, engaging with the public and, and trying mm -hmm. to engage their um, opinions about things and um, to incorporate what they ideally want in their build. That's why I got into this, was yeah. specifically for that. Um, and I actually had the opportunity of super cool. I got to facilitate a public in, uh, engagement workshop in, in Spanish um, for a, a, like a family center in the Los Angeles wow. area. And it was super rewarding. I mean, I was just like with my people, like chatting it up. And uh, it was, it's, I got to represent Fair and Pierce because mm -hmm. there aren't uh, a lot of Spanish speakers. So that was, it was really cool. I felt like that hit home. Um, so those are some of the projects I'm hoping to dive more into modeling. Um, okay. I'd say here's, I guess, if I'm just throwing out a piece of advice for things that worked for me um, transitioning into this role is I kind of just threw myself into deep waters without necessarily knowing if I could swim in them. And sometimes I got caught up in like stressful situations, but it worked mm -hmm. out like it worked. I relied on my support system. I was being transparent about my communication and I ended up gaining more skills than I, I thought that I could just by being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and that led me to actually taking a, a modeling course in, in, at USC. Mm -hmm. And actually yeah. I had to basically advocate for my ability to do that because it was outside of the curriculum, but I knew that this would be yeah. a skill that would be um, of interest for firms like Fair and Pierce. So I was like, mm -hmm. I have to learn this. Also, I want to learn the language so that I can communicate yeah. this to the public because mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in the model. So took the class um, and that actually, I feel like did help um, my, my prospects with Fair and Pierce. And so trying to diving into, into those projects and in, in, in our office and actually mm -hmm. a lot of the people there are like, yeah, if, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to come into this advance and they're very welcoming of um, mm -hmm. teaching you on the job. So yeah. that's another thing. Don't feel like you have to have all of the skills before mm -hmm. you get into a job. I think if you can dabble a little bit, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, benefits will result. Would you say though, that you do feel that the program at USC did prepare you for a lot of what you're working on, or do you feel like it is very different to be 
you know, boots on the ground, like actually working in the field? Like, how would you, how, how would you kind of go about, you know, discussing that? Yeah, I would say USC does a lot of things exceptionally. So yes, they definitely um, help sharpen the skill set that I wanted. Um, but I also had to be intentional about how I wanted to shape my skill set. And so that was sometimes advocating for taking classes outside of the price program, mm -hmm. um, the modeling class being one, another one being an in-depth GIS course, because they, they don't necessarily have a four, like a, just a straight up four mm -hmm. credit GIS course. Um, I did take the two credit one, but that wasn't sufficient. Um, and then yeah, also I took in terms that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't dive in enough, or at least not to the yeah. extent that I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. um, and then also the types of projects that you're working on. You get to decide what you study in all these projects, which ultimately is something that you present to your future employers. So um, yeah, the you, you have amazing professors there, but if you don't have a direction with the type of things that you're producing, then you're sort of less left without um, work to show. Mm -hmm. And that's critical in the transition, I think. So yeah, the USC prepared you, but they're not going to sort of hold your hand yeah. throughout the experience. I feel like that's a really good way to put it. All right. So we also kind of wanted to, I think you've kind of touched on this, um, but we kind of wanted to know, like, because we do like to kind of like give advice because a lot of the people who listen to this podcast tend to be younger, like not in the field yet, or like looking to get in the field or new in the field. And um, so obviously uh, we talked a little bit today about like the difference between consulting and like perhaps a public sector job. And so we were just wondering like what you feel prepared you the most for like entering, I guess, into this role in transportation and kind of more specifically like into the world of consulting, because like as someone who's done both, they're like very different. Um, mm. con consulting, in my opinion, is a lot more intense. Mm -hmm. So if you have, mm. I know we're kind of putting you on the spot here with this, but if you do have yeah. some advice or just rather like experiences that have been really valuable or like mindsets or mentorships or anything like that, that would be great to kind of hear a little bit about. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, think I have, well, I haven't worked for an agency. Yeah. Um, so I can't necessarily um, speak from experience with regards uh -huh. to how that contrasts with the public yeah. sector. Um, but I think something that's key about, um, I guess, working in the private sector is um, they, you hear this term having an entrepreneurial mindset. And I think what that, that means to me is to um, have the courage to be creative about certain things. Um, and I think it requires somebody to have uh, a good uh, ability to communicate with others mm -hmm. as well. So mm -hmm. I think creativity, communication with others, um, being comfortable with brainstorming and not being afraid to voice your opinion on something. I think that that's really big. Um, and then also <laughs> having a 
sharpened focus, I think is, is really necessary. Um, it can be intense and I've had my own struggles with that. Um, but that's sort of like the, the fuel to my fire in a way where it's like, it helps me feel challenged and I love mm-hmm. it. Like as much as I'm just like ah, stressed, but I'm into it. So I don't know what that yeah. makes me, <laughs> but, um, it, uh, it can be intense, but it's, I think what's also good is to just, um, be transparent about how you're feeling because other yeah. people in your work environment are probably going through the same things mm-hmm. and, uh, to be able to laugh about it and like take it easy and, um, you know, establish boundaries yeah. as, as well as is good. So that's yeah. kind of what I, I would say. Um, but I'm not going to front. It can be intense. Um, yeah. I guess uh, in the same vein, you kind of just started recently at Fair and Peers um, as well as me, but uh, you've had a little bit more time under your belt. So like, what do you think has been like really helpful to you in the first couple of months, just in terms of like balancing the workload, like getting to know people, like, have you taken like specific steps that, um, like have really helped in like kind of adjusting to the pace of the work and like being in person and getting to know like senior staff or principals or even just other junior staff? Hmm. Um, I suppose taking good notes. <laughs> yeah. Just the fundamentals. You can't skip yeah. the fundamentals. That's yeah. that's always key. Having your way of um, being able to recall information has been good. Mm-hmm. I think um recognizing how much time certain tasks are taking and always just like checking in with other individuals that you're working with just to get some feedback on how much time something should be taking Mm -hmm. and to proceed from there adjusting um I think I I also love just I feel like I learn the most from speaking with individuals as opposed Mm -hmm. to reading a big document or something trying to find all these resources you get so much information just from asking people, Hey, what's this, what's this project about what's going on? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Save yourself 30 minutes mm-hmm. and with a conversation that's five minutes long and it's more fun. You, you make yeah. a friend, <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely more game for, um, talking to people whenever I have the chance, these people like that you meet in the office, they say things and it's super intriguing. It's like, I want to know more. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Let's get some coffee. Let's talk about yeah. it. Um, so to transition to our final question or topic for discussion, um, we're just hoping to get, again, um, a little bit more advice um, for essentially how you would advise someone to get involved in anything that would assist them with being just like they're most successful in a program or in the workplace. Um, you seem to be very proactive, uh, as Sam describes you more and more. Um, and as I'm talking with you, so I think just what advice would you have for someone that maybe isn't as proactive or maybe is a little bit more introverted, um, or has a harder time just kind of, um, with communication, like what are some things that you would advise someone to just get really comfortable in their workplace? Uh, cause not everybody, you know, yeah. can, can do that as easily. Um, so I think that's one question that we'll start with and then we can see where the conversation goes. Sure. Yeah. I think it's sort of like 
really big questions. Um, <laughs> trying to apply a universal answer to these is, is difficult. I suppose I would say follow your passion and um, enjoy sharing that with other individuals because I know other people have similar passions. Birds of a feather flock together, you know, so you find your passion. And um, I'm sure there's other people want to hear about how you're experiencing it, things that you're discovering. And um, yeah, so if you can find that passion and um, yeah, don't be afraid to share it. I don't, that's kind of tough advice if you're, if you feel introverted, but I would just encourage anybody um, to not be afraid to express their feelings about something and pursue their dreams. Yeah, go out there. Follow your go dreams. Go express your passion. Follow your dreams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Words of wisdom for this Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like, as someone who is a bit on the introverted side, uh, and having just started at a new job, something that's been really helpful for me is just like, I don't know. I feel like being in person, like has been really helpful because when I was working completely remote I just like wouldn't talk to anyone yeah and like I wouldn't really like go out of my way but like in person you it's like easier to just have like casual conversations like if someone's in the kitchen or like just passing by your desk just like chat and like even just like knock on their door and say like hey like what's up like I have a question blah blah I don't know I feel like it's just like been a lot easier for me when I like in person obviously that's not an option for everyone but yeah I would highly recommend it if you have the option yeah metro is we're not going back they're like what? yeah they don't want to my whole office um mm-hmm. we all go once a week and I yeah. still feel like I just I haven't met everybody yet and we have a lot of new hires and I also feel like as this being my first position, like in truly like in the field of planning, like working on housing and transportation, I want to talk to more people and I feel like nobody's ever there (laughs) or like the fact that because I'm a commuter and I commute Mm -hmm. very like almost two hours one way. Um, Going to the office, like I would love to go five days a week. It's just not always easy and it's not sustainable yeah Yeah, but I do feel like COVID really did strip away the experience of like my first real job that you know was supposed to be like really exciting and meeting all these coworkers. and I remember my uh, supervisor would say like oh do coffee with so-and-so and And I was like okay and she was like yeah just zoom in and and bring a coffee I was like Okay. (laughs) Like it was just this really weird, like awkward situation. And yeah. So I definitely do really miss the value of being in person. And I keep telling Sam how jealous I am that I'm not at Fair and Peers. I'm like, put in a good word for me (laughs) because I want to go. Join the party. Let's go. All right. I will. You can you can join me on Intern Island. I would love like that's what they call our little like. All right. I'll be there. Tell them the vacate a spot. No, I don't want anybody to go away, but (laughs) vacate. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just tell my buddy leave. No, please don't do that. But yeah, I actually love the other interns. 
If there, that but you love me so more, sweet. So come on now. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on and talking with us. It was such a great conversation. I know that we had a crazy start, but just thank you so much for being here. Um, and everybody, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm sorry we didn't send you the questions in advance. Yeah. We usually do that. It was on, like, we should have done that. Like, yeah. I feel like we really put you on the spot, but you yeah. did yeah. phenomenally well, given, well, the, given the circumstance. Absolutely. This is the result. Yeah, so we really yeah. hope everybody enjoyed the All About Alex show. And um, we hope you have a great night. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Urban Planning is Not Boring. If you did, please remember to send us to your friends and follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, guys, urban planning is not boring. No, it is not.